the goal is to teach these students life skills, right? How do you listen? How do you communicate effectively? How do you solve problems or manage your emotions? One of the great benefits of that is when, when a school does does implement it is they see a really positive impact on the school environment. Students are getting along better. They're respecting their teachers more. They're more excited to come to class. Attendance rates go up. Uh, graduation rates go up. I'm George Siegel, and this is the Tell Us How to Make It Better podcast. Every week, we introduce you to people who are working on real-world problems and providing actual solutions. Tell Us How to Make It Better is partnering with The Readiness Lab, the home for podcasts, webinars, and training in the field of emergency and disaster services. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me for our 52nd episode of the Tell Us How to Make It Better podcast. We have now done one a week for the past year, and thanks to everybody who has tuned in. If you've enjoyed it, I would love it if you would become a subscriber, leave a review, share it with friends. Anything you can do to help us grow the podcast is very much welcomed. Now, every week on this podcast, I try to introduce you to somebody who has identified a problem and is doing something to make it better. Well, there's a huge problem that's out there. And if you're a parent, you probably know about it. If not, you're certainly going to know about it after today. And that is, are your children learning life skills? In particular, are they learning life skills in school? My guest today is Vinny Capone. He's the Managing Director of Overcoming Obstacles, a nonprofit organization that provides free resources to educators so they can teach their students essential life skills. To date, over 300,000 educators from around the world have taught Overcoming Obstacles life skills lessons to more than 70 million students. Wow, Vinny, hey, thanks for coming on today. Appreciate you dropping by. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's a real honor to be here. I'm really happy to do this. Yeah, this is our 52nd episode. So you're kind of in uh, <laughs> rarefied air. I wanted to have you on because I love what you guys are doing. And um, so so I appreciate it. Now, before we get started, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions that have nothing to do with uh, what we're going to talk about. But they're for people who are overcoming obstacles followers that they might not know these things about you. What is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, wow. Um, it's a, I'm a big movie buff, so it's hard to really just select one. If I was going to pick a movie that maybe I could rewatch a lot, um, it it would probably be something like Singing in the Rain. I really love that movie. I think it's a huge entertainment. It's like it's uh, the the songs are timeless, like the choreography and like the, the the stunt work is really exciting. I think people, even kids today who haven't seen it, if they were to watch that, it holds up remarkably well. It's so it's so entertaining and it's such like a big spectacle. So that's probably a, a movie that I can always watch and always have like a big smile on my face. Yeah, we don't see movies like that anymore, except maybe La La Land, which was yeah. which was a lot of fun. But yeah, they, they've definitely uh, completely changed how how movies are made. And if you could have a meal specially prepared for you tonight, it's not a last meal. It's just a special meal. Okay. What are you having? Um, so uh, spoiler alert, my name is Vincenzo Capone. I'm an Italian. It'll be my mom's <laughs> baked ziti. Um, she makes it for me my, for my birthday every year and I'm 38 years old, so I still get it. So my mom still comes over and she, she cooks uh, a big ziti dinner for me and it's, it's delicious. My favorite thing in the whole world. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome yeah. that she's still doing that for you. Okay. So <laughs> let's jump into what we're, we're here for. It's kind of obvious when we, when I introduced you, but what is the problem that you have identified and tell us what you're doing to make it better? As you mentioned, uh, we uh, I'm the managing director of a nonprofit organization that provides a life skills curriculum. And what we're trying to do is 
unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of students who are not learning uh, essential life skills. That, and these are skills that everybody needs in order to be successful in life. So these are skills like how do you communicate effectively? How do you make good decisions? How do you set and achieve goals? But there's a lot of students who, who are not learning these essential skills. And if you don't, when you get older, you're going to be at a real disadvantage to the people who were taught those skills. So what we are trying to do is make life skills education a regular part of the school day so that students are learning this in the same way they're learning math or science or history, because um, it's, it is just as essential as those subjects. You can't really lead a successful life unless you have developed these skills. So that's what we are trying to do. And we do that through the Overcoming Obstacles program um, by providing these curriculum materials that, teach, that give educators the ability to teach these skills to their students. And we provide that for free so that they can there's no worry, there's there's no need to like find a, a means to pay for it or there's no barriers really in their place. All they have to do is get the materials and teach it to their students. That's fantastic. Now, one of the things I always find as a father of five, um, each time I go to my, I've gone to my kids' schools and I've, I've asked about classes that that teach life skills. And a lot of times schools think they're offering them, but they really aren't teaching life skills. They may have a class that has some distant connection to it. Mm. How do you convince these schools, because you've been very successful at it, how important this is? So the good news is there's a lot more, the way the tide is moving, a lot of people are buying into this more and more. They are starting to see why these are essential. And I think it's once they start teaching it, once they actually start implementing these lessons, they see the impact it has on their students. So it's easy to kind of spread out throughout the rest of their school, the rest of their district, because they see the positive impacts. But in order to get them to actually start teaching it, like that, that is a that can be a real challenge. Um, we one, we take away the the need to pay for it, which is a big thing, right? Schools trying to find the budget to, to afford these programs. A lot of times they're really expensive and it's it's hard for them to justify paying a certain amount of money to get these materials. Um, so taking away that barrier really helps with educators saying, okay, you know what, we're going to, we can at least test this out and see how it goes, but also showing and publishing the results of people who have implemented it. So you don't have to guess if this is going to be effective. Now you can read these um, full uh, uh, nationwide reports about how, how effective these programs can be and how effective our program in particular is so that when you're implementing it, you are not like in the dark or anything like that, you can feel confident that you're dedicating your time in a smart in a smart way that's going to impact your students in a good way. Now, what do you see in terms of results when you go into a school? Because I imagine you have some pretty impressive statistics that show how uh, learning increases, how the attitude of the school increases, that it makes a difference in ways just beyond that lesson, doesn't it? Yeah, so it's not just about... So the goal is to teach these students life skills, right? How do you listen? How do you communicate effectively? How do you solve problems or manage your emotions? But the uh, one of the great benefits of that is when, when a school does, does implement it is they see a really positive impact on the school environment. Students are getting along better. They're respecting their teachers more. They're more excited to come to class. Attendance rates go up. Uh, graduation rates go up. And the overall school environment and the and the positive nature of the school increases because now students are able to 
articulate themselves more. They're able to empathize with others more. They're able to set and achieve goals and have motivation. And they're able to see how these things really, how these skills and how understanding them impact their life and make them, uh, and will make their lives better in the future. Now let's go over some of those skills, skills such as relationship building, goal setting, decision-making, empathy, applying to college, looking for a job, managing finances. I don't remember having any of those classes a hundred years ago when I was in school, we were just taught the core stuff and then we're just kind of thrown out there into the world. And if you didn't get it at home, you weren't getting anything. And I was fortunate enough to have parents that, that taught us a lot of these things, but I imagine a lot of parents don't. You're right. Yeah. And I, I never learned them in school either, you know? So I, when I had first joined overcoming obstacles, these, this was kind of new to me as well. But I didn't realize that this is something that you can actually teach in a school. But when you think about it, it is the best place for students, for, for anybody to learn life skills is in a school because a lot of people aren't learning life skills at home. Like either their parents were never taught them themselves, so they don't know how to teach it to their students. Or maybe they are in a single parent household and that parent is working multiple jobs and they really don't have a lot of interaction with their student, like with their kid. Maybe they are living with other caregivers or living in foster homes. Like you can't, you can't depend on a student's parents teaching them these skills. And even so, if you could, if you knew they were around all the time, you don't, you can't depend on them teaching it effectively necessarily because these are complicated things to teach. They, you know, they're not, when you think of something like, how do you communicate? It's kind of abstract, right? You don't know exactly what that means. Like what is, okay. So if I say you need to communicate better, like what does that actually mean? Well, you need to like listen effectively. You need to understand nonverbal messages. You need to communicate constructively and respectfully. And a lot of times if you're, if you're banking on a student's parent to teach them that, they're not going to understand those nuances, but an educator who's used to teaching students like uh, skills in different areas can see, okay, this is how these are broken down. This is how I teach it to them effectively. So that's probably, that's the best way they're going to learn these skills. And that's going to make sure it stays with them and it's, and it's impactful and that they can carry it with them throughout their life. Now, the way you do it too, makes it pretty easy. I mean, I, I guess for teachers, they have a tough job, so I'm not going to say that's easy, but mm -hmm. it makes it easy for them to uh, interject this into their teaching because you provide them the tools. Exactly. So we, so what we try to do, one of our main goals is by is by re removing as many challenges or obstacles, no pun intended, that a, an educator might face um, in order to implement these. So we really try to think of, okay, if I'm an educator and I want to teach these skills to my students, what are the challenges that I'm going to face? So one, I, I don't have the budget. So we, we, okay, we made it free. Two is, um, well, I can't always be online. Like I, I need, I need to have some flexibility with how I access the materials. So we make it so that you can download it, save a PDF, bring it with you, or you can access it on our website, whatever is easier for you. And probably the most challenging thing for a lot of educators is, okay, when am I going to teach it? Like, what is like, how, how, how am I going to find the time to do that? So when we provide these materials to them, that is like complete script. Here's how you teach this lesson to your students. We also segment them into, into smaller chunks. So if they only have 15 minutes, 20 minutes, a half hour, whatever, they can still teach it to their students effectively. Um, as long as it's a regular kind of a regular implementation, the student is going to learn these skills. They're going to, they're going to benefit from receiving these, this type of education. So that is a, 
that is our main goal. It's like what, what, what does an educator need and how do we provide it for them? How do we provide it for them free? And how do we try to anticipate that before they have to ask for it? You know, the time one, I th- because you've removed all the other obstacles, as you mm-hmm. said, the time one is the one I hear the most often. And when my kids tell me how much downtime they really do have in school, it kind of throws that one out the window. I mean, they'll come home some days and say, we sat there for 30 minutes doing nothing. We did, you know, in this period, which uh, it's supposed to be a study skills class, they didn't do anything. The teacher's up there reading a book the whole time. And again, not to throw teachers under the bus, because I think that they're a lot of them just love what they're doing and do a terrific job. But there is time. You just have to make the time. I think that's the thing, right? You need to find those windows. And what we try to do, too, is help educators find that, right? So here are we might recommend that, okay, if you have an advisory period, instead of, you know, having students sit there, like, why don't you teach them this lesson? Or if you have students that are in school suspension, right, or or in school detention, instead of just having them sit there, why not try to teach them life skills so that they can, maybe you can help them uh, uh, make it a more of like a restorative process than just a punishment, right? Or if they're in after school programs or for school programs or counseling sessions, like these are all ways you can implement it. It doesn't have to be necessarily its own class. That, that would probably be the best case scenario, but there are ways you can fit it into your um, into your school day. And I think that is, it, it's a challenge for educators. They, they're, a lot of them are really overworked. They're underpaid. They, they have a, a lot going on. They have a lot of responsibilities. So I could see them getting, just being like, I can't do another thing. Like, I don't know when to do this. Like, it, this is this too much for me right now. So if we say, no, you know what, we'll help you find that space. We'll help you like say, here's where it is. Here's exactly what you can do. There's, you don't have to do a lot of prep work. And, and you'll really help your students. You'll really be benefiting them in a really profound way. Yeah, I mean, I marvel at a lot of the things teachers put up with um, mm-hmm. and, and I applaud them for it. But I think if they realize that, hey, if you use this, it's going to make your job easier because maybe you'll have a more attentive class. Maybe you'll have better behaved students. Maybe they'll be nicer to each other because kids sure turn mean once they get into fourth and fifth grade and then on into middle school. It's my goodness. It's just a, it's a war out there. Yeah, you get the hormones going and, and students are trying and, and kids are starting to get more competitive. And yeah, so it's it's a, that's why it's really important for them to learn these skills because it does help them manage one, if they are the target of bullying or they are the target of, of uh, stress or anxiety, it gives them skills to help manage that and navigate those emotions. But also too, it helps um students who might be bullies or they might not realize that they're being bullies or they might not realizing they're being mean to the, to other classmates really think empathetically about, okay, the, the decisions I'm making or the, the way I'm communicating with others or the conflicts I'm causing, why is that? How do I stop doing that? And um, so you're, you're absolutely right. Like if, if you, if you're an educator and you take the time to teach these skills, you're gonna be, you're gonna see a benefit in your classroom. You're gonna see more participation, more happier students, more prepared students, more capable students. If you take the time to teach them these skills, yeah, I would think that. I mean, bullying is such a huge problem, and mm. with social media now, the way kids bully or get bullied on social media, I would think that this would make your lessons even more valuable. Just as you say, as an awareness thing. Exactly, because you're absolutely right, especially with things like social media, because now if a student's getting bullied or harassed, 
there's no escaping it, right? Like when I was in school, if I had a problem with somebody, at least at the end of the school day, I didn't have to see them until the next day. Now, you know, it could follow me throughout my entire like existence. Like, you know, they, they can keep messaging me or, or, or commenting on things I post and like really have a profound impact on like my own like feeling of self-worth. But by teaching, you know, these, these life skills, you're one again, like not to sound like a broken record, but you're the, the student who's the target, you're giving them the, the the tools to kind of manage their emotions and also navigate and figure out, okay, what are the decisions or the course of actions I have to take in order to try to net, to get away from this. But the one who is targeting those students, you're preparing them with the decision-making skills and, and empathy skills to know, okay, if, if I do this, this is going to be the result of that. And a lot of times students don't think that way, right? They just think action. They don't really think consequence. Yeah. Plus, I would think it gets other kids involved, too. So they recognize this. They may not, might not be directly involved in the bullying, but they see it going on and maybe they'll be less accepting of it. Right. They might call it out. Right. Or identify it and say, like, actually, that's bullying or that's uh, that that's disrespect or that's that's poor communication. And that's not what we learned in, uh, in our, our life skills class or our advisory periods. We know this is how we're supposed to behave. And really try to, as a community and as a school community, reduce those instances and make it more positive. Are there any examples you can bring up that would show how you guys got into a school and the difference that it made and how it turned things around for them? So um, one example that I like is, uh, uh, it, it's not a school particularly, but we did a lot of work with the students in transitional housing in New York City, and uh, so for people who don't know, those are th those are programs that are uh, geared towards students who are experiencing homelessness. So we had done a lot of work with with the New York City Department of Education's branch that helps those students and that provides services to them. And the students who would learn these life skills, who would learn these, because. Obviously, it's not. We're not saying like if you learn life skills, you're you're. It's a guaranteed you're not going to be experiencing homelessness or, or 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 things like that. But they learn to be more resourceful. They learn to be more, like proactive and advocate for themselves more and to make good decisions and to and to set goals for themselves that help them see pathways that were there that might be available to them that they might not have seen before. Right. So now they understand. Okay, if I make these decisions or I, or I take these actions or I make these plans, I have a better chance of, of reaching a place I want to go to than by not doing that. So another good example is we had a student who grew up in South Central LA who was involved in gang violence and he was surrounded by it. And he thought that that's just life, right? That's the life he's going to live. That's the life that he is, you know, he's just destined to be a part of. But once he was taught overcoming obstacles and saw different pathways in front of him, he realized, no, you know, th that was just a box uh, and I can break out of that box and there's plenty of more opportunities for me. I don't have to make that decision. There's other things, there's other paths for me. And I think that's one of the profound things that happens to students when they learn these skills is they don't, they're not locked into one destiny. They could see a lot of opportunities that might lie ahead for them. And you were talking about homelessness. Um, there was a statistic here in, uh, in Tampa where I live about the number of students that were homeless. And it's it's staggering to hear that. And you think about all the challenges you have in school. If you live in a good home, if mm -hmm. you have a roof over your head in a secure neighborhood, 
And, and then imagine what it's like for those children that are homeless and then what they have to go to school carrying with them, knowing that that's what their life is like. I, I would think that would be just an impossible thing to deal with. You're absolutely right. I think that's that's one of the things we would talk to a lot of educators about is imagine, you know, ideally you want your students coming to school just prepared to learn, like just ready to ready to go as a blank slate. But life is not like that. And, you know, you have students who are experiencing homelessness or they're in foster care, or they're in abusive households or they're um, any any number of things can impact their ability to learn. And I think uh, well, what we know is that by by having a, a life skills dedicated course or a life skills uh, part of your day or week that's dedicated to teaching these skills, you can really help those students, whether it be by just un- teaching them the skills to really understand what their situation is and how to navigate around it or, or seek uh, um, help or advocate for themselves. There's lots of things you can do to support those students, but you can't do that unless you're not trying to think about where they're coming from every day, how they're entering the school and how that's going to impact what their learning is like. Now I've seen some of the role-playing lessons that you guys do. And what I see as one of the most valuable things, and I wish we had had this when I was in school, because we would pick on kids. We were not always the nicest kids in school, Mm -hmm. but we never really thought about what that child was experiencing. We never really put ourselves in their shoes. We were always just thinking about ourselves and what we were doing or felt like saying and what I see in these uh, role-playing examples is it makes you aware of, of understanding what the other person is going through, and maybe it makes you a little nicer. Exactly, right? That's empathy, right? It's learning. It's trying to understand what it's like to be somebody else and, and having that impact your decisions, right? So I was the same way. You know, I, I know I've said things to, to students when I was in school that were, for me, they probably nothing. I didn't think much of it, but for them, could have been devastating or could have, been, could have ruined their day or could have had an impact that I didn't anticipate. But if I knew, okay, like if I knew to really think about what I was saying and think about the impact it would have and think about how it could affect somebody else, I wouldn't have said those things. You know, I would have been more mindful. I would have been more tactful in what I was saying to not subject people to uh, a, a life or, or, or experience of, of feeling less than um like, less than what they should feel like you know like I, I i knowing that like you could have that impact on somebody it is really disheartening and i think if you know how to communicate effectively and and make make better decisions you'll also feel better about yourself too because you're treating people with the respect they deserve absolutely i mean i'm bothered to this day of some of the incredibly stupid things i've done i wish you know and, and you can't get those things back but then you relive them through your children Mm-hmm. When you see things that the kids come home and tell you, and you know, hopefully it makes you a, a, a more aware parent to put a stop to those things. Exactly. Right. It, it lets you know, now you can see it too. Like you could see those trends or, or those uh, hints that like, okay, this thing that I did, I see it happening in my students and, and my kids rather. And now's an opportunity to correct that and send them on a better path and have them making better decisions. Um, that's also ties into one of the things we also offer our materials for parents. So they could all, if they want to teach students or reinforce the life skills their students are learning, their kids are learning in school rather, they can do that. Like we have materials for them too. So, because there is good opportunity. Sometimes when you're a parent and you have five minutes or 10 minutes and you want to give a little lesson or teach a little, um, uh, have a moment to teach a life skill, these will give you the opportunity to do that. 
Now, is the way the world is right now and the the climate that we're experiencing, does it make it more important than ever to have life skills? I mean, we all can't seem to agree on anything, whether it's politics or anything else, but we should all agree that children need a good foundation in order to go on and have a successful life. I would think we could find a common ground with that. Yeah, I can't see anybody really having an argument against um, students learning these types of skills because I think everybody understands that you can't there, there's no path ahead for you if you don't know how to resolve conflicts or solve problems or or uh, evaluate decisions or set like long-term goals so I don't think there's a lot of controversy there about should students learn these especially because they're not really necessarily um, pushing a certain type of value right it's 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 helping students understand what they personally value and how to how to uh, live their life around those values. So I, I think nowadays, um, I think since we're so connected, everything seems so much bigger. I mean, I'm sure it is too, but like, I'd say like even 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I've seen like plenty of examples of when people needed to learn life skills. So I think the need has always been there. I think it's just more evident now that, oh, this is def this is really important. We should have been teaching this all along. Like now, now is the time we should, we need to start making sure our students are learning. And I had a principal once that kept referring to this as soft skills. Yeah. We like, hate that term. Wow. That, I mean, I think that completely misses the boat there. Yeah. I, I, I'm not, we're not a fan of that term uh, because it, it, uh, it really can trivialize it. Right. So if you think soft, you think, oh, it's, it's you know, it's something you need, but it's not that important. It's, it's, it's not a hard skill. It's a soft skill. And I think, no, you know, it, these are, these are skills that you need to solve hard problems. Like they're not, you, you can't um, undervalue them by calling them something like soft skills. So it really kind of undermines what they are. Like it's life skills. That's why we, we call them life skills because you need them to live a successful life. Like you, that, that's it. That's, that's, that's the truth. And so soft skills, we, we really don't like using that term. I would think every one of these skills is going to be a lot more valuable than chemistry or geometry, <laughs> unless you specifically go into those fields, but um, whatever, not, there's nothing I can do about that. No, you're now, I think you're right. Like I, you want to, and you want to not teach that, right. You want to go to school and say, we're not going to teach chemistry. We're not going to teach math. Um, but it's easy to say, we're not going to teach life skills, which seems kind of weird, right? Cause this is something, no matter what you do, you will benefit from, right? Whatever you do in life, you'll benefit from being, taught life skills so that's why we really try to push like you, you really need to teach this regularly at some part of your school day you know i understand a lot of schools can't do an hour a day they might be able to do an hour a week they might be able to do 15 minutes a day maybe able to do a half hour a day whatever you can do it just needs to be a regular part of their education yeah i can honestly say i haven't dissected one frog since high school it's just something <laughs> that just hasn't come around so explain how the portal works for people so that tell them where to go and then what they're going to find when they get there sure so it's uh it's we call it our digital library it's overcomingobstacles.org uh forward slash library and then i'll bring them to our where all of our resources are housed it has our middle school our elementary school and our high school curricula it has all of our uh, additional resources like our resources for parents as training guides it has materials in multiple languages so students who are english language learners we have materials for them so that they can interact with the program we have them in over 25 languages um wow. and then it's really simple to navigate they just uh, anybody an educator would just click on the level they're interested in say if they're interested in high school there's a big high school button they click on that 
and they'll give them a list of skills. Um, so they'll have communication, decision-making, confidence building, and they click on one of those and they'll give them all the lessons associated with that particular life skills topic. So it's super easy to navigate. We also make it completely customizable because uh, the way we write the curricula, we try to make it um, applicable to everyone, right? As, as, as universal as possible. But we also understand that different schools or different classrooms, like, you know, going from, I'm, I'm in New Jersey and you're in Florida, I'm sure our classrooms are, could be wildly different, right? The, the cultures and like what the values are. So we wanna give the tools to educators to be able to tweak it a little bit, to make it a little bit more relevant for their students if they want to do that. So they have that's up on our website as well um, as a free component that they can engage with. You're pretty much removing all the obstacles, right? There's really no excuse for not doing this. We're, we're trying, we're trying our best. We'll keep doing it. We'll keep adding more things. We'll keep uh, developing the curricula, adding more material, and it's always going to be free. All right. Now in the show notes, I'll put all the links for people to follow you on social media. We'll put the link to the website as well. Um, Vinny, uh, congratulations on the work you guys have done and thanks for coming on today. Continued success in the future. Thanks so much. And you said this is the 52nd episode. So is this your one year? It is one year. And you know, Buzzsprout where we host it makes a big deal out of 50 episodes, okay. but we actually have done 52. So who knew? <laughs> well, congratulations to you. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. Appreciate it. Thanks Vinny. All right. Take care. Thank you for joining me today on our 52nd episode of the Tell Us How to Make It Better podcast. Please share the link with your friends, become a subscriber. If you want to get more information on overcoming obstacles, it is in the show notes and you should definitely check them out. It's a great program. Also, if you have any ideas for future shows for season two, please use the contact form link that is in the show notes as well. Let me know your thoughts about future guests or comments that you've had about past episodes. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.